They were pros of their kind. The bigger man was as tall as McLean, but much heavier, the size of a defensive end. He had curly black hair, a flattened upper lip and broken nose, small brown eyes with an eager, innocent expression. His companion was leaner, sharper, smaller. His eyes were gray and very cold, the color of winter in the ghetto. His ears lay flat against his skull and were covered by lank blonde hair grown unfashionably long. He was more detached and, McLean thought, more dangerous. He said, Where is she, Redfern? You tell me. The big man tipped him around with an almost casual pressure on one shoulder and slammed a forearm into McLean's jaw. McLean saw the blow coming, but there was no way to duck or evade it. The best he could do was try to ride with the punch, taking it on his cheekbone while his head was moving. But he was too constricted in his movement. The blow landed hard. McLean felt the flesh tear. His brain sloshed around in his skull, colliding with bone and blackness. While he was sagging, the second assailant, whose small, thin body was all corded muscle, delivered a vicious blow to McLean's kidneys. The survival instinct took over. At least that hadn't completely eroded. It warned him there was no reasoning involved, simply a flash of intuition. To be what he had been publicly these past three years, just an average guy, nothing special, no one to be noticed, the kind of man easily destroyed by any pair of reasonably competent muscle men with a couple of punches. He let himself fall and curled into a helpless fetal position. The football player kicked him in the head, and for a little while McLean was whirling through space without a spacesuit. He wasn't sure how long it was before he began to drift back down to Earth. Voices a long way off. The big man's rumble did most of the talking. The little guy didn't say much. In fact, he hadn't done much, but McLean could still feel that kidney punch. He hoped there wasn't too much damage. Fists, he thought. Feet. The two men were professionals, but of another breed than he was, or had been once. This discovery told him something, but he was not sure how much. Most of the input was negative. It told him what these men were not. They were not from his world, the one he had once inhabited, and left behind so long ago now that he had thought the break complete, final, forever. In that world, fists and feet were too slow, too clumsy, too vulnerable. You shouldn't have axed him, the smaller man said, sounding closer now. How's he going to tell us anything if you take his ear off and he can't listen? He was mouthing us, man. Maybe he's tough. Yeah, so what does he sell? Insurance? How tough can he be? He moved fast, the big man said. It was an academic discussion, without rancor. The men were not in a hurry. McLean decided that the skinny one was from the East, New York and New Jersey, but his oversized companion had the Midwest far back in his nasal tones. None of this seemed very important, but he thought about it as if it were. Yeah, well, he ain't moving very fast now, is he?